So, someone decided to slide into my DMs today. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh-oh. Is this a new experience? Uh-oh. I mean, maybe for you, Michael. Yes. <laughs> and do you know I decided to write in my DMs? What? Eliminate unions in law enforcement so there's no police for corruption to hide. <laughs> so I, I'm not uh, joking. So what I'm I hearing is that's, that's a keeper they wrote. for you. That's really funny. I was gonna say I feel that was not at all what I was expecting. Yeah. No, that that was yeah. the left hook. Dude, I was so confused because like I open up my phone right, I see someone sending you a request right, and I. It's some random dude. I have no idea how he found me. And that's the message that it said. I'm like, is this why Jeff was saying defund the police so much? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Also, yeah. he's not wrong. He's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so oh see, while some people, not Michael, while some people have people signing to the DMs for a hookup, people sign into my DMs so that we can start a political revolution. <laughs> yeah, that's, how, that, that's the new organizing. Oh my goodness! Can't. Okay, I, I. So uh, basically, what we got here is that I, I'm really looking for a Blade Runner transition, but I can't find one. No. Last, last <laughs> no. Basically, that's what thing. we got here is life is a lie, just like the Blade Runner in this movie. <laughs> oh, I, one more thing. You're not special. That's that's literally how I was gonna start the cold open. I was just gonna go right out the gate. Nobody's special. <laughs> that, that's what this movie's yeah. thesis was. You're not special. Get yeah. in line. <laughs> <laughs> that was me opening up my DMs, thinking I'm special. No. No. <laughs> oh You're not handsome, Uchi. Get in line. Oh my goodness. And the meme I sent into the Discord right now. With him saying, when you see your ex on the street, but realize she loves all other men equally, <laughs> you're, you're not special. That was another gut punch from this movie. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was so funny. Oh, my goodness. That was great. All right. Let's, go? let's dive into this. Let's start the show. <laughs> Welcome to the Northern Critic Podcast. I'm your co-host, Sam Shinobi. Uchi, you're not special, Simwaka. <laughs> Mike on the back off. And Pam Hinchark. We got a switch up from Uchi. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that you're not special I mean, really. Dude. Yeah, go for Shook. it. When the you're not special came in this movie, mm-hmm. I died. I saw Uchi's... I like, saw... Uchi and I watched this movie together. I literally saw his heart drop when he heard that line. Because he was like, when she's like, you thought it was you. And Uchi's like, oh. <laughs> yo, it was such a sucker punch. Like, I was like, yo, bro. I was rooting for you. That was the best twist this movie could have had, honestly. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it was. Oh, my goodness. Now, here's the real question I think we have to ask all the anime lovers. Do you guys like real girls? I mean, I don't know. Talk to you. Dude, 
nothing is better than thick thighs. Thick thighs save lives. He will Amen. get them where you can get them. Where I I'm get just them? reading, laughing at this thing that Sam sent in our group chat. This is my parents when they found out I watch anime. And it says, oh, you don't like real girls. Showing the replicant, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty good joke. Oh, That's a great goodness. joke. And I mean, you know, it is what it is. I feel like we're not quite there yet as a society where like, I mean, I guess some people kind of are because there's weird people like there's people online who are like, oh, my uh, my car is my wife or, you know, so. Oh, well, yeah. The, yeah. Dude, that we, British TV show. That's mental illness. I was going to yeah. say, wasn't there a woman who's like married to 72 inanimate objects somewhere in the world? Yes. There's I, someone in the UK who's married to his car. Yeah, that, I know about that. That's why I was like that. So, I mean, weirder stuff has happened. Not, I don't think falling for a replicant is... Yeah. No, just weird about that. The dude is in love with his car. Said he's had sex with his car. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I Anyways, mean... So, uh, this, whatever this floats your boat. This is taking a weird turn. <laughs> like this movie. Jeez. The Northern Critic Podcast. I mean, wait, wait, wait. Wait, before, before you introduce yourself. I mean... Someone in this movie had sex with a hologram. I mean, theoretically, You're yes. Like 50, 50%, right? Yeah. 50% right. <laughs> they were synchronized. <laughs> okay, they explained it. <laughs> oh, my they God. Do. I mean, it doesn't make it any less kind of weird. That's. Hey man, why well, it gets you off? I'm not judging, you know. It, it's twenty, it's two thousand and forty-nine. Any, I don't know what his life is gonna be like then. So, well, yeah, <laughs> hopefully COVID not hits. is grim. Because <laughs> <No. laughs> at that time we'll be, we'll all be what, like fifty? Yeah, around fifty. 50 yeah, we'll be in our fifties. That'll be in twenty-nine no, years. 60s. I will be fifty-eight. Yeah, so we'll all be in our fifties in twenty forty-nine. So we'll be around. We'll be around to yeah. check if if this this movie was right, similar to how it was clearly right for 2019. So exactly, it's, yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, let's introduce ourselves. Yes. So the Northern yeah. Critic Podcast, for those listening in who are new, is a film review podcast that focuses on audience or host handpicked films based off of plot, cinematography, casting, and style. All of the review points that we give are based off of our opinions as your hosts um, and guests on the show if we have a guest on the show. Today, we don't because, again, of the ongoing pandemic, so it's kind of hard to get uh, regular guests on, but we do our best when we can, pretty much. On this episode, this is our 43rd episode, uh, we will be actually our 44th, right? It is our 44th episode. Jeez, why am I losing track of that? Anyways, it's our 44th episode, so this is more or less the Barack Obama of our epi- of our ongoing... Uh, uh. <laughs> this is the Barack Obama of our ongoing podcast show. Uh, I and don't it's like an implication for the future. <laughs> so, so you can expect a doozy for the 45th. Um, I think we should watch Legend of Hercules. <laughs> yeah, fine. Oh my let's God, do it. Let's God, actually do please. it. Yes, let's. let's oh actually do it. Alex has been bullying me to try and watch this movie for the podcast. So. Dumpster <laughs> fire, just like Trump. Oh Dumpster fire. But yeah, fortunately for people listening into this episode, this one isn't quite the dumpster fire. So at least 
in my opinion, it isn't. Uh, we will be reviewing the 2017 American science fiction film Blade Runner 2049. So if you followed us from our previous episode, we went through the original Blade Runner that came out in 1982. And now we're looking at Blade Runner 2049 that came out in 2017. So we're doing both of these movies back to back, which is kind of cool. I think this is the first time we've actually done a back to back like episode comparison of like similar universe type movies, which is kind of cool. Um, mm-hmm. It was directed by Denis Villeneuve. Villeneuve, I think that's a French way of saying it, and written by Hampton Fancher and Michael Green. So I feel like none of the original writers were actually on for this one. Like none of the original. I mean, maybe they were consulted. I would imagine, but like their names aren't actually on. Like the names are different from who actually did it in 1982 compared to who did it in 2017. Um, so you have a change in that, which you can kind of maybe tell, <laughs> I guess. Um, the film stars Ryan Gosling and Harrison Ford with Anna de Armas, uh, Sylvia Hawks, Robin Wright, Mackenzie Davis, Carla Jury, Lenny James, Dave Batista, and Jared Leto in supporting roles. Um, Jared Leto? Mm-hmm. I missed that one. Oh, How did yeah, you he not was, know that was he Jared Leto? <laughs> I, I was, was getting like man. emo kid flashbacks he with was, the hair. He was full on like a hundred percent. I like that. That's Jared Leto. He, you can't miss him. He went full Jared Leto. <laughs> I yeah. was say, that was Jared Leto in like thirty seconds to Mars, and also huh. in Suicide no. Squad and in yeah. every other role that he's played, <laughs> literally. <laughs> um. And, yeah, no, so Harrison Ford and Edward James almost reprise their roles from the original, uh, while Ryan Gosling plays Kay, a Nexus 9 replicant Blade Runner, who uncovers a secret that threatens to destabilize society and the course of civilization. Uh, The ideas for a Blade Runner sequel were first proposed in the 1990s, but licensing issues stalled their development. Uh, until later on, Andrew Kosov and Broderick Johnson obtained the film rights from Bud Yorkin and Ridley Scott, who stepped down as the film's initial director. So, yeah, so the people who worked on the first one basically stepped down and were just like, yeah, do whatever you want with it. And they did this, pretty much. Um, it received five nominations in the 90th Academy Awards, the Oscars. And it won Best best Cinematography, Best Visual Effects as well. And uh, it also received eight nominations at the 71st British Academy Film Awards, including Best Director and won Best Cinematography and Best Special Visual Effects. So Best Cinematography, Best Special Visual Effects, they won across the board in almost every single film, like filming award institution that year. Um, and if Uchi even remembers me when we were watching it, I literally said, like, so many people had so many scenes from this movie as their wallpaper at the time that it came out. It was it was just crazy. People were in love with how beautiful the movie looks. Um, but, yeah, pretty much. Uh, it does have a... What is it on Rotten Tomatoes right now? I don't know. Probably uh, 90s. Yeah, it was in the 90s. I mean, I could check. But definitely, I should say... Tomatoes for Blade Runner. 88. Is it 88? It is 88. 88. Okay, yes, it is 88. Um, and that's based off of 436. Uh, yeah, 436. So that's that's actually not the worst. It's not bad. 
Um, but yeah, pretty much. So I guess we can kind of jump right into it. I should say also, it cost about um, it cost about fifty one million to make. Was it fifty one million? One hundred and fifty million? I can't remember. I said that last time. But anyways, we'll get into that when I start talking about the film. But all I know is it made like a huge profit off of obviously the second. Really. Hundred and fifty yeah. million against a profit of two hundred and sixty million. Yeah, I mean that's still like that's still a profit of almost a hundred million dollars, right? So you have to count into marketing and promotion as well. Yeah. So. But then we're not also talking about how much it's made over the years since then too, right? Anyway. I'm just anyway. <laughs> it's still anyway. a lot of money. That's my point. So Anyway. Yes. This Who's... movie. Who's doing the initial thoughts? It's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> My gosh, I love this movie. This is a great movie. You know, this. Go on. After last week, disappointed me a bit with like how little it touched on this idea of like what makes someone human or sentient, right? This movie is absolutely brilliant. Like. You know, after last week where, like, I was very disappointed in how little the original touched on these ideas of, like, humanity and what it means to be human and all that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. This movie went full out with, like, the goss or Blade or K, whatever his name was, mm -hmm. questioning if he's human or sentient. And I like, like, the little touches of him having an holographic girlfriend because that's not okay for a replicate to have. But he's lonely. That's like a full human emotion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like the fact that he's out here thinking, am I human? He's out here doing all of this, right? And like the memories, that was great. And what truly makes this so work so well for me is the plot twist of him not being special. Mm -hmm. Like they could have done the easiest thing, be like, okay, he's special. That's why he could be human. But the fact that went like, nope, he's just another replicant, and he's there digesting, realizing that fact, made it so much better. <laughs> oh, like the first movie was, eh, you know, good foundation. Mm -hmm. This was greatly done. Like I think this is a great movie. Mm -hmm. The the first movie's existence is justified by the fact that this one was made. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I think we all agree on that, and that's that's kind of what I said last week when I was like, the second one would put things into clarity on what they were trying to achieve in the first second one. Second one actually had decent writing yeah. compared to the first. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I, goodness! Yeah, just sort of to touch on what Uchi said. The I I'm not gonna lie, I was a little I don't want to say checked out throughout the movie. But I was thinking, okay, he was like the natural born replicant. That's why he's special, blah, blah, blah. And then when they twisted that knife and went, nope, this guy's just another replicant with more false memories and this is just him dealing with it. That's when I was fully on board with this movie, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> the twist. The fact, I, I, was, I was really happy they went there. I didn't think they would have the balls to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I... Because, like, I... Oh, I was just going to say, I agree with everything you guys said, but to me, anyways, this is why this movie, for sure, I, if anyone ever asks, for me personally, 
this movie clearly shows why Ryan Gosling is the better actor of all the Ryans in Hollywood, in my opinion. Because Sam, the range of emotion have... that came out of this man when he was acting was absolutely ridiculous. Like you could feel the <laughs> you could feel the disappointment. <laughs> like his face just honest i don't know it's just you look at him and you're like oh man you need a hug like that was that was brutal but anyways that's just me and i'm gonna say this i feel like i've said this before sam you have a heart on for ryan gosling (laughs) (laughs) he he kind of does (laughs) oh the goose don't test the goose he did a fantastic I'm, job. I am not impressed with the goose's performance in this movie. What? I will, Ooh, be, the, I what? will be the dissenting voice. What? Um, oh I my like, goodness! I have, to, I have to agree with Sam. The goose was amazing in this movie. I was, I was lukewarm on the goose, and I don't know why. I just do not like the way that he does his performances, because, and I know that's kind of intentional on his part, but it's like two-thirds of the movie, he just kind of has a blank expression on his face, and it's very sort of re- reminiscent of uh, Keanu Reeves. So, I have wait, to agree wait with him. that. I gotta say, you don't like Keanu Reeves. <laughs> I don't dislike <laughs> <What>? him. <laughs> but I don't think his acting is particularly stellar either, but he has found his niche. He works very well in movies like John Wick. Because that's the kind of actor you want. You want someone who's kind of relatively emotionless. And when the emotion does creak through, it's usually like a really tightly bottled up anger. Um, I don't think that Gosling really fit this role as well as Reeves fits like a John Wick type role. I think he did a fine job, but to me it wasn't particularly outstanding. Barring the moment when he's in sort of the memory creation area with that one woman. And he kind of has this little snap there. That startled me. And I really like that because it was such a contrast to what he'd been doing up until that point. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that was the whole point of it, right? Because as a Blade Runner, he's yeah. bred to just like suppress your emotions, just get the job done. And at that point, that which is why I, I felt it because or just from, from the and viewer I, points, you could feel it because it's like, oh, the fact that he snapped like. This is yeah. really bothering him. Like, you know, it was just like... And I think oh. that the problem is that I watched Drive where he had that same face on for the full movie. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's true. So we like should have had you watch this first no before reaction. Drive. Essentially. Yeah. We should have just had Michael watch this first before he watched Drive. Yeah, honestly, I, I wouldn't have had this reaction. But I was all the time I was watching him with that stupid like half smile on his face when the sheriff was talking to him or whatever. I'm like, man, you have like two expressions, don't you? And this is one of them. It's like Kirsten Kirsten Stewart, the same expression. Yeah, it's same same energy. Oh my same goodness. Energy. That's hilarious. But yeah, no, and then the second thing I need to drop on just the cinematography. I know, like, they won a bunch of awards for it, and it says a lot, but still. Oh, it's gorgeous. It is, like, I don't think I've oh, even thought of any movies gorgeous. even up until now in 2020 that can, like, match up to that level of creative cinematography, you know? This movie was them going, okay, take those concept art pictures, now put them in the movie. Yeah, because it, it was, it. man, <laughs> it was so good. Like, it just... The, like, this movie. You would expect the green like green screens to be a problem even in a movie like this. Because apparently from the director, the director said like the, the the amount of green screen like editing they like they had to do 
was just absolutely insane. But like, oh, they, it, it blended yeah. in like so well. It just still looked so beautiful. It was so weird. But like, especially the one where he's just walking into like the sandstorm and like that, just that scene. Or the scene where he finds, uh, oh my, what, what I'm, I'm forgetting. Was it Chloe? Was that her name? I'm forgetting her name. But the scene where like he basically sees her like uh, advertisement hologram, just like asking him if he feels lonely or something like that. And just like yeah. how vibrant and colorful it was. I was like, man, this is like, this is like, wow. <laughs> like you could, that's where you could really see the Sony element because Sony helped produce this. So you could really see the Sony impact on this. There's, that's why there's all that product placement. Exactly. <laughs> Took you long enough to figure out. Yeah. Because I, I, would, I would say something, though. Sony Entertainment knows how to make beautiful things. I, I would give them that for sure. They just, because they made that, they made Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse. Like, they just, they have a knack for just making creative visual things. But that's just my two cents on it. Pam, you can go. Um, I don't know if I have much to say about this movie, in all honesty. Uh, cinematography, words are hard, apparently. (laughs) Um, this just expresses how little I have to say about this movie, apparently. (laughs) Um, it was beautifully shot. The backgrounds were lovely. I could tell, I could... There was no way this wasn't. They were going to have that green screen editing problem. Um, honestly, the acting wasn't a hell of a lot better from the first one, I thought. Oh, Storyline was much man. better improved from the first one. Um, but overall, uh, I was checked out for a good chunk of this movie. It was just okay. Man, I... I don't know, Pam. I'm going to have to say, compared to the first one, the acting in this was, like, they're not even in the same bracket. Like, I don't know. The first one had... It was better, but it wasn't, like, a thousand times better. It was, like, maybe ten times better. Because, if anything, the only person's acting I had a problem with in this movie was Jared Leto's. Because he was just weird. Like... But you know, I feel like he accomplished that weird weirdness. Jared Leto's always weird, though. I guess yeah. though. I don't know. I just don't. I don't know. It just and then he started speak, speaking in like weird. <laughs> I don't know. At some he point, he was speaking in poetry. Yeah, which well, was just kind of like uh, okay. You know the thing with like Jared Leto's character, he thought he was a god, so that's why he was doing his weird, over-the-top biblical acting. And then he speaking. just disappeared later on towards the end. So I'm like, for all that talk, we didn't even get you get to see you throw down or do anything. I don't know. Oh yeah, I just yeah, I, I thought his him. character didn't have a whole lot of purpose to it. His character was to be that creepy dude. I think his yeah. character was still a replicant. He might have just been like a conduit, right? Nah, he was human. I I don't know. Not, like, I think he was a conduit. So was he just blind? Was that was that his chick or something? And he was, no, yeah, he was blind. Well, that's the thing because yeah. I think that he wasn't blind. I think he might have been a conduit, meaning the actual real human behind Tyrell, like who, whoever was in charge at that moment, wasn't even on Earth. He was just using Jared Leto's character as a conduit to talk to them. Because towards the end, they're taking Harrison Ford, uh, quote-unquote, home 
So I was just thinking, oh, so that means Jared Leto's character in of itself might have also been a replicant. He might have just been a conduit for the bosses. You know what I mean? I don't know. They didn't really clarify uh, that. Yeah. I don't buy it. I just kind of yeah. think it was they wanted an eccentric character, but they didn't yeah. really justify it that well. Mm-hmm. I was say, I feel like the other thing was reaching a little bit, that whole theory. I think, like, the reason why you have the eccentric character is because then you can have... Uh, what was the name of the female replicant? The one that came from Wells or Jet Leto's, like, personal assistant. That female replicant, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the reason why you have Jet Leto be so eccentric and over the top is so that the replicant can be scared of him. Because she had, like, actual fear for this man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm not sure why, honestly. Because... I think it's... Like the way he treated that first replicant of like stabbing and doing all that stuff. Yeah. I think it hints that maybe this guy is kind of really messed up. Kind Little of off his rocker. Well, I yeah. mean, so he, like, he is hunting in down his, in her a mind, child. Or he was hunting down a child, so. He was hunting down a child to dissect, right? Yeah. So, like, in her mind, she's probably like, hey, if I get on this man's bad side, he's going to rip me apart. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't want to be ripped out. Very dead. Yeah. So, hmm. like, she was also, like, showing human emotions, but she's not special either. Yeah. None <laughs> of them she's are. not special either. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love that message so much. <laughs> you thought you were special? Oh, well, that's the she thing, She kind right? of sat down. Uh, but also, I would say this is where this one also did better than the first, in which the whole detective side to the storytelling was also done interestingly well. The leads made sense. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I guess Mike didn't really pay attention. I paid attention. I've seen this movie twice, and I paid attention <laughs> twice. I gotta take that. I what? definitely paid attention. Oh, well, okay, okay. When I, I, I just wasn't. When ready. I say <laughs> I understand. What you when mean. I say you didn't pay, I meant you weren't interested. Like overall, mm. until towards <laughs> the end. But essentially, what I'm trying to say is, you know, him, like fighting Batista's character in the beginning and that leading into even the end where he hears Batista saying where he's like you know you only believe replicants or blah 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 until you you've seen a miracle and then you're like everything changes for you you know and then he's made to believe he's the he's the kid the missing child he has a mission to kill the missing child which means okay do if I'm the child do I kill myself you know things like that he's wrestling with that and then he's trying – you can tell he's kind of hoping that he's not the child, but he's also hoping that he is the child. He's having that conflict inside of himself. And then he finds yeah. out that he might be the child because he's like, man, now I'm going to – you know, I might die. They might kill me. I might hey, be in wait, trouble. Sam. Yeah. So he kind of just remembers or more or less kind of thinks that he currently now is the child, Right. And then he just goes on a rampage thinking he is the child and changing all these things. Now he's questioning if, you know, even joy is real, if anything around him is real, what makes humans so special, stuff like that. Um, And then eventually after going through all of that, trying to find Harrison Ford's character, he finds out, oh, he's he's not the human. That's not like he's just a replicant like everyone else. And then he has to come to terms with that again. So 
he's already going through an emotional roller coaster that just goes up and down and up and down. And I don't know. I just thought that was done really well because you could tell he was just more or less a tormented character. But yeah, I don't know. Um, did anyone else find this movie horrendously long? Oh yeah, it didn't need to be a three-hour movie. Okay, yeah, it, it it did not need to be this long. <laughs> like I don't mind it being this long, but it could have been a bit shorter. Mm-hmm. Like, I definitely there's see there's a lot of scenes where they just took their time, like they would linger on a character doing nothing for ten to fifteen seconds, and I know that though that's supposed to like draw out an emotion or something. Mm-hmm. But I didn't need that much. It, it was just excessive, honestly. This movie could have been trimmed down to two hours. And how long was it? Okay. Yeah. It was long. Because I know at one point I was looking at some of my people in my house. I'm like, all right, I need this movie to end so you can leave. <laughs> also, the action in this was pretty good, too. I like the action sequences. They were pretty good. Yeah. For as little um, as they were, but they were pretty good still. They were sort of sparkled in there. Not, It wasn't excessive, which mm-hmm. is kind of what this movie needed, honestly. Um,. I'm trying to think. Uh, what would I remove? I think it's just a little bit of fat could have been trimmed from every single scene, right? That's honestly my biggest complaint. Because when I started this movie, I was thinking, okay, I'll just grab supper after this. And I expected sort of an hour 45 and said it was two hours and 45. And I definitely considered eating first when I saw that. So, <laughs> yeah. I started watching this movie last night. Um, got about an hour into it, then watched an hour when I got home, and then had to rent the movie to watch the last half hour, 45 minutes. Huh. That's, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you, so, wait, you both watched it, it today, right? What's that? You both watched it, you both, you and Michael watched it today, correct? Yes. yes. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, it's like we didn't need stuff like that scene of the replicant being born, right? And then, like, a Yo, minute was... of him just like patting Daring. her down, basically. It was See, my man's is eccentric, like so extra. Oh. Honestly, I feel like that scene was there because, like, if there is a third movie, which who knows, right? Maybe they're, they're probably will. Be... forty years. They probably Another will do a third movie. When all old, old Blade Runner twenty cent wait, that movie. It'll probably be closer. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. But Jeez. like, in my mind, I'm 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 hearing what Pam and Mike are saying about like this movie being unnecessarily long, right? Mm-hmm. Forgive me, cause I did watch this on Monday and recording Friday, right? Mm-hmm. So like, maybe I forgot about a lot of stuff, but like. I don't remember a lot of stuff outside of, like, the big plot points, you know? Right. Well, because there wasn't much in between the big plot points. That's what yeah. I'm getting at here, is they could have cut a lot of fat from this movie and had a movie that was better paced, and they wouldn't... I don't necessarily think they would have needed to sacrifice any of the, cin- like, the grand cinematic shots. The only thing we would have missed out on is... Gosling staring at a they would have he wouldn't have been staring at a piano key for fifteen seconds before deciding to press it or something. And that happens every minute. No, but for that though, 
I don't know. I kind of liked that because it had the suspension needed for the gravity of some well, of those scenes. Because if, if they hadn't really at, right? gotten Is... him to do that, then even the her even telling him, oh, you're not special, wouldn't have hit as hard. If everything was just happening lightning quick, lightning quick, like, lightning quick. Then it's like quick. it loses the weight at at that plot point, right? To, to, I don't know. That's just me. <laughs> just like if Because if we speed through all of that, then when he finds out he's not special... We're not getting that like, oh, we went through all of that only to find out none of this mattered, you know? And that's what I mean by yeah. it's building up to a mood, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it you do get something for that extra length of the movie, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure that it's worth it. Mm. That's I, fair. I, I think it's time we actually talk about the you're not special moment, right? Mm-hmm. I, especially even the lead up to the build up to you're not special. Because for me, it's like... All of this is based off of one memory when he was a kid, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that like the only memory he had? Yes. I think it's did. more of a writing choice that they made of it's the most we're prominent. Just, we're just going to show this one because it is the most prominent. Because he did mention that all the best ones were yeah. with... Uh, he All the best ones had something, and I can't remember what that something was. I think it was as a kid or something, but... Okay. He definitely did reference having more than one memory. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Because, like, in my mind, I'm like... Because that basis of that memory, right? I I really do like the way it was, like, done and, like, created, right? Because everything about that memory seems to point to this idea that he is special, right? Mm-hmm. You've got the orphanage that turns out to be real. You've got the horse. You've got the hiding place. You've got all this. You've got the case, the records that say, oh the girl died but the boy survived right all this is pointing to like hey you might be special and then that reveal that it was all crafted and it's not his memory yeah it was all orchestrated by the same people who were hiding the real child right because they kind of split it into two so that way it'd make it harder to find the the original which which was just like duplicate he was the decoy well, yeah, they yeah. used him as a decoy. That's essentially what happened. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Which, I don't know, that was that was crazy. That was pretty good. So, I don't know. I just, overall, I would say that, like, uh, yeah, sorry, Uchi, were you going to say something? Michael, you could say it's a keystone memory. Like, what's what? Oh, what? my goodness. It's a backstory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But that's the thing, right? I, I, sorry. I, I guess you can go when I'm done. <laughs> no, it's well, hard I was with the line. I gonna say how Blade Runner. The one of our criticisms is that it was very primitive in sort mm. of like the plot points that it had and the way it explored its ideas. Mm-hmm. This movie definitely wasn't. Yeah. This movie actually, uh, it, it really just developed on what the original set down. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. really appreciate that about this movie. See, it's that's it's sort of was. Good. Like I feel like the writing, honestly, compared to the first movie, was thousand time be- times better. They improved on it. Yes, they kept initial ideas and thoughts, but they made it cohesive, which I feel like the original movie lacked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. I agree with that. And I don't know. I mean, both movies are kind of good looking, anyways. Good looking movies too. But this one just the had cinematography more... is one thing that didn't age from the original. I'll mm-hmm. give it that for sure. Yeah, 
So that's just the other thing. And I do want to, since we've all just glossed over that character, no one's really talking about that. I do want to talk about Joy's character. That character Joy <laughs> was also Joy. very, very, I don't know. I found that character very interesting, not just because she was a companion to the main character, but at the same time, she was her own character, if that made sense. It was very, yes. it, it was interesting. I don't know how to, that, that's and the best w- thing I can say. Was she a person or not? That's yeah, exactly. like, that's what I like about Joy. Mm-hmm. Because you can look at all these replicants and be like other people, not right? Mm-hmm. Joy is a hologram AI. Yeah. But like by the end, she's out here being like, but I love you and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And just for you to see the giant holographic almost Joy mm-hmm. and be like, was she saying to Or was that just what uh, that was that just an algorithm to say upon yeah. its death, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like... Was she just programmed to say the things that he wants? Like, the things that she thinks he wants to hear? Mm-hmm. And even or what... is it that case of starting with the seed and something intelligent grows out of it? Exactly. Yeah. And it's even they don't tell us. carried by what the villain Lady uh, Love even says before she just crushes the hologram thing. Where she's kind of like, I hope you're happy with our product. And then she just like, yeah. she just kills it. And I'm like, oh... That is that was I, grim, man. It's just that sucked so much. I don't know. I loved this movie. This this is probably Joy. up there in one of my favorite movies. To be to be honest, dude. One, cause like we, we, that's that sex scene was so weird, right? Mm-hmm. But like, I saw a tweet or something where it was like, this movie you have a replicant and a replicant and an AI in a sex scene doing the most basic of human functions mm-hmm. by but nothing that's a human mm-hmm. yeah and like that's just another layer on like what is it to be human then because mm-hmm. like replicants don't okay except for like the uh replicant that was a prostitute right yeah. replicants don't need sex no so like that scene alone, or right? That was, we like, know of, different. anyways. That's the thing, because now Ryan Gosling's Ryan Gosling's character as K has now made us be like, well, we can't say replicants don't want sex. It might just be that they just have like the, the, they just haven't experienced it, or they just yeah they just haven't okay. thought about I, it. I, I, you know what I mean? I think I phrased it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Replicants want designed. Oh, some most of replicants want designed for that, right? Because mm-hmm. remember the beginning when you had what's the name of the evil lady? Love. Yeah. When she was like saying the replicants to whatever corporation, right? And they were like, "Oh, these replicants are going to be working in the minefields. Therefore, you don't need to make them sexy. You can just turn that down." Mm, okay. Huh. Yeah, they are we're, purpose, we're kind right? of forgetting so, that there was a K, whole pleasure model lineup. Right, right. So, okay, that's fair. It's, it, it's more of a they're just they tailor yeah. them to and the he's purpose. out here. Yeah. Are you gonna say Yuchi? Yeah, he, no, he I was dropped. gonna say like, yeah. okay, K right is designed to be a Blade Runner. Because mm-hmm. like, the question now is with K. We know he is a replicant. He's not that special kid. But like, was he like already like how long has he been a replicant for? 
So like, was it just designed straight to be a Blade Runner, or did he come out as like something else before becoming a Blade Runner? Do they get like the memories wiped and then like a new OS installed on them? Well, that's what that's or, what like, he said, you know right? Where I mean? he said he didn't really remember anything before becoming a Blade Runner except the memories of him like as a kid, right? Yeah. So like, then that brings up the question: like, he's probably not designed to want to have sex and he's just designed to be a blade runner be the ultimate mm-hmm. at catching other replicants and yeah. he's out here being lonely and just wanting to be loved mm-hmm. yeah because this movie is pretty transparent about the fact that they are people yeah at that point yeah right it's they are they have excuse me they have successfully created uh they've given these replicants concrete enough backstories so to speak that they believe they are human mm-hmm. even though they know they are not they are told that they are not human. You are not human. And I feel like they still feel like it. That's the concept that this movie really plays a hand on because I feel like in general what it's trying to say I from what I understand anyways is what makes a human is memories, right? I feel like the memory part is very important. But then again, also not really because right. they were fake memories, but I feel like the memories also make Oh, I don't know. They almost give you human-centric qualities, if that makes sense. Well, that's what the original said as well. Mm-hmm. That's what the original said. They didn't have the emotional maturity to come across as believably human. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. So I feel like the memory part, just like that, that's what kind of holds this whole thing together, if that makes sense. But yeah, I don't know. I did like it, though. Like, it, it did a different... It, it did it differently. I think I enjoyed this one more than the first one, despite how long it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This is definitely a better movie. Definitely. <laughs> and I don't know if it's just because it's, I don't want to say more of what we're used to seeing in this, in like our generation of film goers, but I don't know. I just feel overall this was a better movie. Oh, no, it certainly was. The first movie had some real jank when it came to its themes, when it came to like what it was trying to say in general, because it could, like we met, we talked about this last week, but a Mm -hmm. lot of the things that it showed us ran completely contrary to sort of the point it was trying to make. This movie definitely didn't do that. This movie, it had all those things lined up before things even started. And that's kind of why I was checked out a little bit at the beginning, because I saw this very predictable plot unfolding and i was okay he's the special one so he's the only one that actually his feelings matter this is why he's lonely blah 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 and that just made the twist so much more effective which Mm -hmm. i should have seen coming but didn't honestly so good (laughs) good work to the movie yeah (laughs) i think the reason why i should have also seen it coming because it seemed a bit too obvious it did it's it did seem a little bit too obvious um yeah because it's it's like Maybe I'm just jaded from the last movie. I, I wasn't impressed with the writing there, so I kind of figured they were going to screw it up again. Like, do the most obvious plot twist. Because, like, yeah. by the time when he f- was like, oh, it's about 30 years ago, and I'm like, okay, he's about 30 years a replicant. It's like, oh, of course, he's the special one. How mm-hmm. obvious. And, then like, everything else lined up so perfectly for that plot twist, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For them to actually be like, nope, he ain't special. I'm like... I really enjoy this twist. But here's the thing, though. You guys didn't notice it, but for me watching it the second time, it was very obvious he was a replicant. 
because oh, yeah. he could no, he could that's like that's why me and yeah. Michael are mad at each other because it's so obvious that yeah. he's a replicant because he could break mm-hmm. through walls with ease like he saying that he, he is he got stabbed well, yeah, we we knew he was a replicant it's yeah. just was he a special replicant or not oh right? okay i see he the first mean. human replicant mm-hmm. so to speak mm-hmm. the one that actually has a whole life behind and ahead of him mm-hmm. okay i guess that makes sense because i'm like don't yeah. forget he got stabbed like three times and was still standing oh <laughs> so. we we watched his wound heal in a matter of seconds he exactly it shut and it just kind of sealed itself exactly <laughs> so he was very clearly a replicant it's just that while watching it i'm thinking okay so he's probably he's probably a chosen one that, that's really what i was sort of expecting to happen mm-hmm. because i didn't think this movie was going to be as smart as it was because mm-hmm. generally you can go oh maybe this movie's going to do something clever and subvert all these tropes that it has just laid out on the table and then 90% of the time it just doesn't it right it just doesn't yeah so mm-hmm. and then as well as told that this is the first time we see a human replicant hybrid right so mm-hmm. we have no idea what they'll be like yeah yeah and clearly what they are is that they create memories for actual replicants because that's what she was she was doing the entire time. And have autoimmune disorders. Exactly. Well, Wait, I don't think she, she really... Have... Oh, no, she it, wasn't, it wasn't autoimmune. It was just weakened immune system. But I don't think, that was, I don't think that was the case, go, though. Or did they just hide her? I think they just hit her that's away. That's a good point. I think they that's just hit her point. away. I think they just hit her there. They just Wait, hit her unless, away. unless, hear me out, what if she actually does have like the disorder and that's just like one of the side effects about being a human uh replicant hybrid that would just be extra yeah (laughs) no i think they just they just kind of did it for her safety to protect her yeah and just kind of and and i think she is aware of that too but she just kind of just makes that her excuse right because she can't obviously tell people who she really is if that makes sense and and let's just know she's a replicant Oh, that I don't know. That's the thing. You, no one knows. Um, I yeah, that that's an interesting question because she saw the memory he was thinking about with with the horse and everything, and that made her and she cried. Well yeah, she, she teared it. up. Mm-hmm. So, but the thing is, like, she is a memory creator. So, did she create his memory? No. It, so that was her memory, hundred percent. Yeah, it was her memory. But did she create no. The she, memory she did within him. She did. That's what I'm trying to get at. Oh, she okay, creates okay, memories okay. for replicants. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So she memory. even said every single memory creator has a little bit of themselves in mm-hmm. every memory they create. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So her reaction to being like crying, she's like, oh, this is probably like the first replicant I've ever met where I've, I've created their memories. Mm-hmm. I guess that's true. Yeah, you, you do have a point there, actually. Huh. I just made me look at this movie slightly differently, actually, because I was thinking that that memory was just more or less like, I guess that makes sense. Because, yeah, she would have been the one to create it. She that makes more sense. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't want to say this again, right? But literally, he's not special. No, he's not. He's just another replicant that just appeared. The yeah. fact of the matter is he's probably not even the decoy replicant that was created. Yeah. He's no. just, just he's a normal. less than four years old. Yeah. Yeah. He's just, he's just a replicant. He's not special special at all mm-hmm. huh yeah i know that's crazy <laughs> all right let's jump into final thoughts we have about five, well i guess seven minutes ish left so um 
basically over here at Northern Critic, we rate and review our films using a coordinate system. North for good writing and south for bad writing. In a similar sense, we use an east for good cinematography, acting, style, all of those things, and a west if all of those are bad. So a really good movie with good cinematography and good writing and good acting, all-around fantastic film, is a northeast, and a really bad film with bad writing and bad acting and bad cinematography and just full-on dumpster fire would be a southwest. And everything else just kind of falls in the middle of that. So, yeah, I don't know. Who wants to go first? Okay, I'll just go. I was just going to say. I was just going to say I'd just go, but since it was silent for for a while. Uh, Yeah, no. This movie, full on Northeast for me. I'm going straight out the gate. I loved it. It was a good movie. Um, Yes, I do agree that sometimes it kind of dragged on a bit. Um, And. Typically, in other movies, that would be a problem for me, like the dragging on and on and on. Even the first one, I fell asleep. But with this one, this one kind of engaged me a little bit more. Uh, Maybe because it was Ryan Gosling on the screen, I don't know. But just as an actor, he's great. Um, And, you know, just the dynamic with the characters, like joy and love and the police chief as well, who was kind of acting suspect <laughs> in the middle of that, too. It was just, it, it was something. It was very interesting. Um, yeah, no, I, I guess the only down part about it was Jared Leto. I just didn't like Jared Leto's character. But other than that, though, like, very smart, smartly written. written. Um, yeah, all around well done. Like, in my books, this is an easy, easy 90% for sure. So, yeah. Yeah. I tend I tend to agree with you. I I'd say like the cinematography that's that's basically flawless, right? This movie mm-hmm. looked great. It's hard to find movies that look better than this one, considering what it was going for. Um, so that's total east in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a little little kind of iffy on Ryan Gosling, but I think that's just my personal biases, so I'm not gonna throw any shade there. And as for the writing. That was top-notch. I really did like the way that it inverted sort of the tropes that I was expecting to get out of this movie. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he does die at the end of the movie was sort of fitting, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Because, yeah. I, I don't know, it, it just felt right, if that makes sense. Yeah, the, really most, the most human thing good. you can do is to die for what you believe, right? That was, that was like, what they said. It's like when you're. they say, if you're going to kill a main character... Give them a make it satisfying, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it is very difficult to kill a main character without it just kind of coming off as cheap or feeling like a loss. Well, right. see, and, and is, here it just felt satisfying. And this is one of the few movies where it worked. Mm-hmm. They actually got away with it. Yeah, because he won despite dying. Exactly, and it's not he died, but also won. It's he won. But to win, he had to give himself up. It was almost like a sacrifice thing, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's my thoughts. Right. Awesome. Uchi? This movie is brilliant. You guys have said, like, all the great points. I I think it was a great movie, you know? Definitely easy enough. East, in my opinion. I'm going to give the support of Japan. I, I love everything about this movie. The characters, the plot... The cinematography is gorgeous. And 
there's very little things I don't like. So, yeah, near perfect movie in my opinion. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So that leaves me. I definitely, I'm going to give this a Northeast. Um, I definitely enjoyed this movie way more than the first one. It was more engaging. Cinematography in both was really, really, really good. Um, however, the writing was way better and the story was cohesive. They find a, found a satisfying way to kill off the main character. Um, the acting was okay. It was not the most amazing thing I'd seen. Um, but other than that, the one thing, and this is something I forgot to bring up earlier, is, um, and maybe it's just that they wanted to keep in theme with the first movie, that the music still stuck in the 80s. But I do think the music worked better this in this it one. Did. Yeah, it was... because it, it wasn't like all, if the, if the 80s was like a spice, this was the spice sprinkled on the food, not dumping the spice into the pan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was still reminiscent. Like, it definitely worked better in this movie. Uh, it was still reminiscent of the original, but I just, I don't know. I'm not the biggest fan of that. I'm not even sure what to call it. <laughs> yeah. I guess those sort of sound effects or music or whatever you, that synth style. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, overall, North Northeast, it, it did what it set out to do. Could have been shortened by, I would say, a good 45 minutes, though. All right, cool. Yeah, I think that's everything. Um, I guess before we say goodbye to people listening in, any Rex? Nah, I don't really got anything this week. No? Okay. All oh, right. oh I have one. Okay. Um, If you want to watch a dumb holiday movie, because now we are going into the Christmas season, um, check out Holiday on Netflix. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's entertaining. And if you're cynical and single, you might find it relatable. <laughs> well, then. Pam knows her audience. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Oh, my goodness. That has to be one of the funniest things Pam has ever <laughs> said on <laughs> Oh, cynical my goodness. Cynical single, my motto. Okay, let's Jeez. wrap this up. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah, I guess I don't really have a lot of recommendations on my part, um, but maybe next week. I would say if you're looking, I guess, if you're looking for, I should just be calling the Sam's Corner now, but if you're looking for a good, critically acclaimed film to watch, if you're just bored, uh, check out Arrival if you haven't seen it yet. Arrival is another pretty good movie. Yeah. Um, I saw I'm it again. I'm Arrival by now. Oh yeah, that's what I'm like. I'm saying if you haven't seen it, right? Because I, I've seen that movie maybe three to four times now, and it's it's pretty good every time. So, and actually, you know what? Watch Venom because I guess this is a tough pill to swallow for most people. I enjoyed Venom. I actually liked it. So yeah, that's the thing. Venom, Venom is a bad movie. But it's so much fun. Yeah, it's a bad movie, but I liked it. I, I laughed so many times. It was great. So, but anyways. The, <laughs> oh, my God. I'm not a parasite. So that was that's great. I just enjoyed it. But yeah, go check it out. If, it's, if you're a person with a good sense of humor, it might be something you'd enjoy. Um, but yeah, pretty much. I think that's it. Thank you guys for listening in. And we will see you next week.
maybe with the Trump of a movie, if you will. So, oh boy, yeah. And trust me, if we are doing the movie that we just decided on, then that movie is never gonna leave. We're gonna be stuck with that episode forever. So we will. Yeah, and I think it's gonna be worth. <laughs> Let's it. just keep repeating the same episode for like five weeks straight. <laughs> <laughs> Until Trump gets out of office. Because we thought the Trump episode was the dead don't die, but oh, wait till this one. Okay. (laughs) Oh, boy. All right. Well, thanks for listening in, and we will catch you next time. Peace.